Yes, welcome back, y'all, to She Can Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gongly MC on Instagram. If you're looking for that music, Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram. If you want to see what we're cooking, what we got going on in the kitchen this week, or DOE underscore records. If you just want to um check out some music, book me for a show, or submit music yourself to the label for consideration. Hey, now you know you can also tune in over here at the podcast. She could talk every week. So you know, nonetheless, if you just hit the follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, anywhere podcasts are available. Deezer, Audible, you know, anywhere it's available, hit the follow button. Every week you'll get notifications on new episodes. All right. All right. Well, I missed y'all last week. You know, I don't know if you remember the last episode I did. I was telling you guys that I had surgery, dental surgery, guys. Well, I'm not going to keep on saying it's dental surgery. I'm going to be like, it sounds more serious than it was. I got some wisdom teeth removed, but I got like three done at one time. I say a la carte them bitches if you can in the future. Just do one at a time. But I figured like, you know, hey, in my age that I'm at, let's just go hard and go home. So I went ahead and got them all three removed at one time, which caused me to have to go to a dental surgeon. He was really good. He was Jamaican. Shout out to Jamaican doctors. And um, yeah, so the first week after surgery, I didn't feel that bad. I was feeling a little woozy from the medicine. I came through and I gave you guys an episode. But um, I think I kind of was a little, I don't know, presumptuous or pretentious with my um recovery. But I actually had to give myself a week. So I do apologize. You know, I got to talk to you guys. She can talk. So without my mouth, I can't talk. So I had to go ahead and calm that down and sit down and heal and feel a little bit better. Now, am I 100%? No. I still got to, you know, go back and make sure everything is good. But um, I could chew. I could chew again. And I could chew in time. For Cinco de Mayo, because if anyone knows me, you know my favorite fruit is wings. And I want to try something Mexican-oriented for Cinco de Mayo. So check out Clean Eat Wings to see what we got going on over there. So yeah, I'm going to keep this one probably short because I have a lot of editing I'm doing, a lot of um, recording I'm doing for music. And I uh, got a lot of interviews that I am, you know, plowing through for you guys so we can post them up here. Now, you already know. And I'm going to get um, a little bit better and show myself even when I don't have guests on YouTube. So this will probably be like one of few left of audio only videos that I will be doing of when it's just myself on the podcast because I do want to be um, more visible for you guys. And um, yeah, I told you I'm working on the set so we're gonna get that together and you're gonna see more of me regardless if I have a guest or not so that's the things I've been working on and that's why I didn't really want to um hold you guys hostage but I cannot let Cinco de Mayo happen come and go and not talk to you all hey so first I want to say happy Cinco de Mayo out there you know it's a Mexican Independence Day but you know we as Americans we love to drink tequila and celebrate it maybe some tacos some nachos um quesadillas you know birria tacos for the day I love it I love it now I don't know if I'm going to do all of that I'm keeping it simple because I'm trying to eat light and I'm truly trying to gradually put solid foods back into my life I lost mad weight. Not saying I was big, but uh, if you ever want to lose weight and you don't really have no discipline, go get your teeth removed. Trust me, it works. But anyway, um, but actually, after you kind of start eating lighter, you feel lighter, you feel more energetic. You don't really want to go back to that, even if you know you can. So I think I just been kind of keeping on the trend. So no, we won't be having um a whole bunch of tacos and you know fajitas like I normally would do for for um Cinco de Mayo. 
but I am going to try some cilantro lime wings, hey, wings and salad, keeping it light, but um, I think I'm going to try that today for Cinco de Mayo, yes, 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 you know, sometimes I come to you early in the morning, but um, I'm not going to sit here and spend 18 hours talking about Cinco de Mayo, I want to talk to you guys about what I've been watching this week and some things that have come across my social media that just got me so excited and I want to share. So first and foremost, I want to say that, um, I have been watching, I guess I have a couple of shows that I would watch, you know, like a couple of series. Like I was watching WandaVision heavy. I even watched, um, the um winter the falcon and the winter soldier heavy i was watching snowfall heavy and what i like about all these shows they're on streaming platforms so i don't have to sit down for a specific time and watch it you know i just kind of gather everything literally like you know what day i'm not working so like say if i'm in the studio all day on saturday or if i'm you know working on podcast stuff on sunday is either or I'll flip the day. So I might do like, okay, Friday night, we're going to binge a little bit of um, snowfall. Well, I actually do that Saturday mornings, but you know, anyway, um, I came across a show that I watched this first season of on Netflix called The Circle. So I was familiar with the show and I loved it. I loved the first season. I was on the emotional roller coaster with all of the contestants and you know, it's a social experiment. So I was like really curious to see the results of the social experience now in the first season and it could be just the way that um social media was set up at the time the first season winner was a hundred percent authentic because that's the that's the goal with the show the goal is you got to find out who's real who's what um who's fake and then just overall like is who's catfishing so that means for example um if you don't know what catfishing is you're under a rock but i'll still explain um for example catfishing is like say someone else's someone else takes your picture and uses it as their profile picture to meet people and then people that are deceived by this fake profile fall in love with you but in reality it's a little weird creepy old guy in his house trying to get chicks or trying to get dudes or you know whatever the case may be so that's what catfishing is so the purpose of the show is to determine who's real who's like just flat out lying well who's real who's fake and then who's flat out lying catfishing right so you would have to kind of like decipher through your interactions with the people only on social media or through their social circle which they set up on the show and you can't you know you don't get any pictures of them well you do but you don't get like real-time pictures real-time videos it's like hey we're gonna send you a picture so it was like real catfishing in effect all of that to say is it's on Netflix. Check it out for all the in-depth detail. I just wanted to share with you guys what I've come to, um, what conclusion I've drawn with the, with the show. So, for example, today, um, I think they do it like every Wednesday, a new episode. So, don't get me to lying. I kind of binged it all at once. And then I think now they're having like the finale show. But um, the two big things that caught my attention with this season the biggest thing first and foremost was all of the liars are winning on the show. And I found it very interesting because it's completely different from the first season where, you know, people who were authentically true, authentically themselves actually won the show. So, you know, and I think it could also be because as seasons change, times change, the mood of social media change, the mood of people change. So I figure that might play a part in it as well. But um, what I do know is 
this season here, all of the liars are winning. So, for example, there's a girl who has, she's catfishing using her husband's picture, which I give this girl props because I don't think I would be comfortable with someone. I don't care if it's a social experiment, lusting and making plans to marry my husband. But, you know, we're all different, right? So, um, she went ahead and she used her husband's picture as a profile picture. She was like, $100,000 can change your life. They live in a small apartment in the Bronx. Very cute couple, too. Cute daughter. And um, she just wants to win this to um, change her life. So, I put her in the category of the by any means necessary. Meaning that um, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. Okay, which is a good attitude to have. Now she's got people falling in love with her. They got she got people thinking she's genuinely authentic. She has people like, yo, man, um, I forgot the guy's name because I tell you I'm terrible with names on shows. But um, whatever the dude, the husband's name is, I'm gonna say it's something to the effect of, and I know it's not. Let me, you know, let me take a little bit of time because I always do this to you guys. You know, I like to talk. She can talk, but I don't never come with no god gosh darn, um information like i should be having the season two cast members names already and i should be saying hey this is you know what's going on but um let me see if i can find something real quick because that's really oh yeah they wouldn't have they would have the original members and they would not have season two members that's weird It's so weird. Let me see. Cast and crew. Let me see here. That's so terrible. But um, she's from the Bronx, too. The girl who's, like, doing the catfishing. So, um, my gosh, this is so terrible. I can't think of his name. I, you know, I try to look it up, but it's weird. Half of them don't have pictures. But um, anyway, she's playing like her black husband, and, you know, she's like catfishing. But she's like hollering at the girls. She's bonding with the guys. She's really, really like her profile is kind of like managed. Now, there were a couple of people who came close to concluding that she was a catfish but then she would do something that would come off genuine and sincere and then they would take their suspicions elsewhere to someone else so for example there was um a contestant who was like a volleyball player she's like in the um air force you know very athletic she looks like a, i thought she was a basketball player like she should have been in the WNBA type of girl but she played volleyball and she was really tall beautiful girl beautiful she came in towards the end of the show her name was cat if i'm not mistaken but cat came towards Towards the end of like the show, she wasn't one of the original contestants from episode one, so I think a lot of people thought she was a catfish just because of that, right? She gave them a hundred percent authentically herself. She, um, you know, poured out her feelings, poured out her concerns about other catfish to other people, which didn't end well because um, the people that she expressed her concerns to were actually friends with the person that she was expressing her concerns about. We know how that goes, how that ends, right? And then um, ultimately, they, as a result of her being authentically herself and expressing, you know, her true concerns about, you know, potential catfish in the group or potential people that are lying, she got kicked out. She got kicked off or kicked out of the circle, like, really fast. You know, like, one week she was up, next week she was out. And that's because 
people are finicky, right? But also with that, I feel like um, one thing I learned about this show is people want to believe what they want to believe, right? So at the end, like when you get kicked out, the next morning when the contestants, the remaining contestants wake up, they see who got kicked out and they determine like, you know, get to see a video from that person to determine if they were actually a catfish or if they were actually really who they say they were. So it was one girl, which was actually a guy catfishing as a girl that they were just her friends. They had a little sister circle chat. Like, Oh my God, Emily is so cool. We love Emily. Emily's my friend. When in fact, Emily was a catfish and Emily really went through far, went through a couple of episodes, but, um, yeah, she ultimately got um, discovered or exposed when she tried to put makeup on a mannequin and it didn't work. But um, yeah, with Kat, Kat was 100% her the whole time and they were like, nah, she's not her. her that's, she's a catfish. And it kicked her off and kept Emily. But when it kicked her off, um, you know, she they got to see her and she was like, yo, y'all kicked me off. But there's so many double-headed snakes around you guys that y'all need to be careful. Because they'll give clues. The contestants that get kicked off, they get to meet someone from that's, you know, still remaining in the contest. And then they would turn around and um, trade information, trade secrets perhaps. You know, the other person's able to give advice. Like the person that's leaving is able to give advice to the person that's still there in the contest. And say, hey, like, watch out for, you know, this one. Watch out for that one. You know, this guy, I don't think he's real. That girl, I don't think is real. And kind of give their opinions on stuff. So... You know, when Kat went and spoke with who she spoke with afterwards, she did her video and was like, um, it's two, it's two headed stakes out here. Be careful and watch them. Everyone's not who they, who they appear to be. And so everyone was like, well, who is she talking about? Who is she talking about? You know, and looking around. Now, even people who know they're catfish were like, who is she talking about? It can't be me. Cause I know me, you know, and giving you the real. So if you have everyone screaming real, that they are real, who is fake? Right. And I think that's what the circle is all about. It's really all about saying, hey, you know, we tend to believe what we want to believe. We tend to believe what makes us feel comfortable, what makes us feel safe, even if it's not true, you know, and um, that's a scary world to live in. Another example from the show. And then I'm going to talk about something else. But another example from the show that kind of basically confirmed it for me was midway through the guy that was playing Emily. They finally exposed him with the makeup situation. And he got kicked off. In the interim of that, him and a girl who was, I don't know really why she thought her Lance Bass um, catfish was going to work like dudes from NSYNC. I don't think he has time to sit on a circle and do a a contestant show. But anyway, so they figured it out that them two was catfish and got rid of them. The show didn't let them leave. Instead, they let them do a catfish together as a new member or a new contestant added to the circle which was an older man 65 years old who was a psychic and he plays santa you know for his local town around christmas time so if you see that you're like oh 65 years old i think he had like a gay husband of 38 years and then i think that he um had kids and he played santa right and he was a psychic friend let's not leave that part out it's very key so um yeah, so everyone was like, oh, Grandpa, he's so sweet. There was another gay guy in the circle who was married um, for 32 years. So he's like, oh, my God, he's just like me. He's older. He's been married for over 30 years. We have kids. Oh, my God, I love this guy already, the new members of the circle. Then they played a game. The guy with the psychic friend, 
his team won the game. So they ended up having an after party where you still don't get to see each other, but you get to socialize and they'll like they'll play music in your room, etc. And you get to like have a you know part a party time. So in the midst of all of that, they say, hey, you know what? We should have John. That was his name, Psychic John. We should have John guess our numbers and and do like a psychic reading with us. Or whatever and so everyone's like partying having fun and john's like you know i don't really work like that so i don't want to give you know inaccurate information he's trying to basically get out of trying to be a psychic friend because he's really not a psychic friend he's a catfish so the um other guy who's um in a gay relationship said you know i love john so much that i don't care even if he gets my number wrong i'm gonna say it's right so John comes through, he's like, hey, you know, your number's 10, and, you know, you're, I see, you know, loving stuff in your future, and blah, 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 right? And the guy's like, oh, my God, I just love what he said. My number was wrong, but I'm going to tell him it's right. So he's like, oh, my God, John, you guessed my number right. That's exactly my number. So the fake psychic guy's like, what? Okay, let's have fun. So they're laughing. The dude who lied and said that, um, the um, psychic correct his correct number, he's laughing. He's like, ah, you know, but whatever. I'm being nice to John, so at least, you know, even if he doesn't guess the rest of them, he got he guessed mine. So then here comes another guy, and he's like, um, you know, I just love John, a.k.a. Um, Santa, psychic Santa or whatever. So he was like, I don't care. Mind you, they're all in different rooms. So no one can has have is having like a side DM with each other. They're all like on this circle chat together talking. So anything that they're not expressing in the chat, we're just watching them talk it out loud in their room, right? So the second guy comes in and he was like, "I just love John. I think he's so cool, and I don't want to mess up his strike his streak. If he guesses my number wrong, I'm gonna say it's right as well. So he guesses number wrong." The guy says it's right, you know, the psychic gives him, a, you know, a false reading about, you know, some future in his life or whatever. And they go like, oh, my God, John, you hit it right on the head. That's exactly what I was concerned about. That's my number. You hit it right on the head. I'm so excited. So here comes the girl now. She's like, oh, my God, that's two for two. If John gets my number, it's going to be crazy. Does she midway through, you know, saying I'm thinking of a number, John, it's your turn. You know, it's my turn to guess or for you to guess my number. She says to herself in the room, I like John. He's so sweet. I'm going to lie and say he guesses my number even if he doesn't guess it right. Right? So what you think happened? John guessed the incorrect number again. And the um, girl said, you know what, John? That's my number. And lied again. So it's funny because on John's side, you see the two people that are catfishing as him laughing. And they're like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. These people are real. I'm uh, we're really hitting numbers. I think a part of them were surprised that they started to believe it themselves. Like, maybe we're doing this right. Like, we're hitting these numbers, blah, blah, blah. So they started to believe it. The people who knew they were lying started to believe it themselves. And then all the people that they were lying to were lying to the fake psychic because they liked him and they didn't want to hurt his feelings. Whereas Kat was really an athlete, was really in the Air Force, was really like on her A game. And he didn't believe anything she had to say just because they didn't like her. So it didn't matter. And they let her go easily. So what I learned about that whole situation to me is that you can spend a lot of time 
trying to um, be real, trying to prove to family and friends how authentic you are, how authentic you are in your love for them, how authentic you are in your loyalty for them, how authentic you are in your, in your being and how you care for them. And people, if they're not, you know, if they're not there with you, if they're not, you know, sipping your Kool-Aid, if they're not um, just not vibing with you, it doesn't care how authentic you are. You will always be the person they don't like. But if you are um, fake, put on this big facade, you know, nine times out of ten, you're going to get more reactions and more belief than not. You're going to get more support than not. That's how I feel. I feel about life like that. You know, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. And when I was younger, I, this shit used to drive me crazy. I used to think I was in a fucking twilight zone when you would see people, um, you know, just giving props to the wrong person. When I say the wrong person, I feel like, you know, if you do your thing and you're authentic within yourself, then you should be recognized for your authenticity. Right. I feel like if you're doing something from the heart, something you believe in that eventually you'll be recognized for it. Maybe not right away. Maybe not by who you hope to be recognized by, you know, but it will happen eventually. But I think right now with like social media, with um, just the biggest thing, social media. And don't get me wrong. I love platforms like this where I have my podcast. And, you know, this allows people like myself to get their opinions out and also get people to become, allow people to become more familiar with me as a person through this forum. Because I'm not really, um, like food, I'll post food all day. You know, I'll post funny stuff all day and I'll post music all day. But, like, you know, personal things, me and my house, stuff like that. Nah, I don't do it because I feel like there are people out there that don't want to see you prosper, you know, don't want to see you, um, win. Let me just give you a story. Um, a couple of years ago, I moved to Florida and I didn't know that like when Dixie had a thing where as long as you shop and you like swipe this little thing on your keychain, you, you accumulate gas points so basically what happens is by the time you accumulate whatever you know you look at your receipt and it'll be like you can get gas at 62 cents a gallon and so the lady was like ma'am you know she showed me the receipt the cashier and was like you can get gas at like 62 cents a gallon you know take advantage of it because it expires and you know this is great and I was like wait I drive a truck too I need this and so um she told me what to do she's like you know really it was like a gas station directly across the street it was like a shell gas station that was part of their program and you just swipe your car let them know and then boom 62 cents in gas so sometimes something as little as being able to get 62 cents in gas in 20 whatever you know what i'm saying it's a miracle and it's a blessing so i shared it on instagram and you know you know I, when you hit the one click it goes over to facebook automatically it's not like i'm sitting here doing multiple shares, it just automatically goes over, right? So I shared it on Instagram and a person called me and said that someone was freaking out and losing their mind because I posted that I was getting 62 cents a gallon in gas. Cause you know, you take a picture of the pump and it shows the 62 cents. So I was like, oh my God, I would have never believed this. Thank you, Winn-Dixie lady for sh putting me on or something I said, right? And I'm like excited because I'm like, yo, and I'm also sharing it because, you know, pay it forward, right? Like maybe someone else doesn't know the benefits of the Winn-Dixie card and maybe that they can, you know, understand it now or, or look into it a little bit further if they're in the area because I was here for a long time and didn't know it, you know? So, um, 
Yeah, somebody hit me up and was like, oh, my God, this person's losing their mind because you posted, you know, that you're getting 62 cents a gallon. They were like, oh, you're just showing off because, you know, you, you're in Florida and you think you're all that. And you just want people to, you know, you're just bragging on people. And, you know, that's not going to be, it's not going to fare well for me. And I'm like, what? So the person who was telling me this said, oh, don't get me twisted. I said to them, yo, I'd be fucking happy if I got 62, you know, cents a gallon on gas. Why is that a problem that she wants to be happy about that and share that, you know? And this person went off, like, put it this way. This is um, probably like one of the presidents of the Colleen Hater Club. So they went off with every reason as to why I did this was to hurt them or to prove that I'm better than people. It was crazy, crazy. Another time I had, um, you know, Trent Shelton. Trent Shelton put up a... Um, a couple of years ago, I haven't really heard or heard or seen anything from him, but years ago he had like a lot of mo- motivational, you know, videos talking about stuff. What I like about Trent Shelton versus a uh, Action Jackson or whatever is he talked about life. He talked about goals, life goals, not just man and woman relationship goals, not just sex goals, but bettering yourself goals right and then also being aware of around you when you're growing and you're becoming more productive being aware of the environment that you're in so he had one that just resonated with me one day one morning I was like getting ready for you know my day and you know like a lot of people do you start your day out on the what toilet with your cell phone so going through my emails going through stuff I came across Trent Trent Shelton know your circle and he goes um you know we have to know our circle and I'm not going to give it to you verbatim because Trent did a great job getting the message across but he said to the effect of know your circle because sometimes you know you could be rowing your boat and someone could be drilling holes in it so while you're in the boat and you're thinking your whole circle is in your corner and got your back they're in the back of the boat drilling holes while you're up front rowing trying to get to the next destination and goal but they don't want to see you get in and get there and they're willing to kill themselves in a process just to make sure you don't get there. So I added that end piece on there, but that was to the effect, right? One of my friends liked it, reposted it, and was like, oh my God, this made my day, which it made my day when I posted it. Someone hit them up, one of my presidents, or I say vice president of the Clean Hater Club. <laughs> I have to laugh about it. I think this shit is funny, but hit him up and was like, take that down. Don't post anything from Colleen. I hate her. So this person was like, well, trying to gain understanding and clarity. What happened? Why do you hate her? Did something happen? Did you guys have something? Did you have a falling out? Oh, she's just a liar. She can't be trusted. Like going off, right? So one thing about me in this particular situation, it lets me know that smear campaigns can be run in your honor without you even having to try to hate someone. You know what I'm saying? Someone could go out their way and hate you just because of who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, this person in particular, I thought growing up, they were well off, meaning that they come from a great family. They were highly educated. They, um, you know, in my opinion, coming from the Bronx back in those days, I thought they were like an upper middle class family, you know? But I've seen the truth in this person. You know, I've seen some very distasteful things. And it's not my place to say, hey, this is what you are. This is what it is. But 
you know, if I'm your friend, I'm going to try and, and voice that concern to you and say, hey, maybe you should slow down with this or maybe you should re- rethink this direction in which you're heading, right? But then shit changes. People don't want to hear what you got to say, right? So then when you say, hey, look, I refuse to participate in that and I'm going to remove myself because guilty by association. Sometimes people don't want to see you grow and so people don't want to see you move on because you're supposed to be under them, you know what I'm saying? Like, is, is the, a theory I have is that is this, like, you know, as at one point in life, we were all broke college students. Even if you didn't go to college, in your eight from eighteen to twenty eight, those years you're trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Some people are blessed to get it right away and move up the ladder. Some people are not so lucky and have to have a little struggle and a little journey to figure it out. But when they get there and get that ball rolling, it's a wrap. You know, I prefer to think, or I tend to think, I'm the latter. I'm a late bloomer with things, and I tend to get things late, but it's okay. Cause my motto is better late than never. Right. But, um, I feel like when people meet you at whatever point in life you are, if you had a low point, if you had a high point, if you had an extremely successful point, wherever people meet you at is where they're going to forever hold you at. If that makes any sense. Now follow me for a little bit. I'm not going to make this a long episode cause I got a lot of things to do, but just follow me for a little bit. If someone, when you met them, they were, you know, maybe a starving artist, right? You know, they're like sleeping on the producer's couch because they don't really have a place to stay and they're traveling from out of town to record and like all their money they used was for studio time. I'm damn near telling my story, but I digress. You know, so you're like, I can't get a hotel room. I can't, I don't have any friends to stay with. So I'm just going to sleep on the sofa, wake up in the morning and record the rest of these verses. Basically live there at the studio, right? And then, um... If you meet someone like that and you're like, damn, she's, you know, she really wants this music, but she poor, hey, she, she can't, you know, like this ain't safe. They will always hold you there. If you meet someone and you're in, um, college and you know, you couldn't, you, you know, you know how you had to like, uh, I don't know how it is now, but back when I was in college, you had to have like a dining card that you can go into the cafeteria or the dining hall and get food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, et cetera. Not everybody on campus had the dining card because you know what? You had to pay for that through your tuition. And some kids, either people owe tuition or people couldn't afford it or they was on just some other shit and they would sneak in with their friends into the mess hall or their friend would sneak them food back to the room. You know what I'm saying? So just because they might have been the person on the receiving end of the sneaking in or they couldn't afford to get lunch and breakfast on their own, the friend that brought them the food might be looking at them like, oh, yeah, you're a bum. I got to bring you food every day, you know. But they don't say like, well, you know, maybe John is a bum today, but he's determined. He's in school. He's making a sacrifice that not a lot of us would make if our parents didn't pay this tuition. And he's making a sacrifice to be here for that, you know. And um, let's see where this leads John because he, where he starts out may not be where he ends, you know, so I always like to give people that um, benefit of the doubt, and I always like to give people that optimistic point of view, like for myself, like, hey, you know, just because you're here today, don't mean you'll be there tomorrow, and then vice versa, just because you're living high on the hog today, doesn't mean that you'll be on a higher hog tomorrow, it means that you can, you know, it could mean that you can fall off, it could mean you can turn into a crackhead and no one thinks about you again. It could be that um, you just gave your life to God and now you're Christian. It could be so many different things, right? So 
just because where you started at doesn't mean where that's where you're going to end is what I'm saying. And another thing is just, just basic, bring it back to the circle. Just because you, um, like someone doesn't make it okay to look past their flaws. If that makes any sense. So like, like with this, my example of the psychic, the fake psychic, his flaw was, he was a big lie. He was a, a, a fake, you know, but people like the fake persona that he brought so much that they defended him to others in the circle who was like, I think John's a catfish. I think that he's not who he's saying he is. The people that liked him and that built that rapport with his fake psychic readings with his fake, you know, team building activities. They said, you know what? I don't care. Whatever John is, I believe him. And they kicked off real people and kicked out real people to keep a fake person in the midst. And to me, that was very eye opening because as a person, let me tell you, it's something that, um, especially over my years here and even ironically, so, okay, I got to go back a little bit. I follow different things. Like I told you my girls who manifest group, shout out to them. My Lovecraft discussions group, shout out to them on Facebook. I have, um, like, a, a, a astrologist that I follow and um, she puts up like different astrology stuff throughout the week. You know, some days she'll do like customized for your sign, not for me personally, but just for your sign, etc. And um, one day she put up like a meme that was like, hey, you know, I'm not giving you guys a horoscopes today. I'm asking you guys questions based on your sign and your personality. So guess what my question was? Is it Aquarius? Why do you tend to be loyal to people who have never been loyal to you? I'm going to repeat that again because that shit shot through me like somebody could just open my chest up with a fucking cannon. It said, why do you choose to be loyal to people who have never been loyal to you? You know, and I think that summed up my um, the way I've been feeling lately. And it summed up and I'm not talking about my personal family right now. We're good. We're good. bread. I'm just talking about um, people that say they're friends, people that um, say they have your back people that say, oh, you know, we, we, we go back years. Don't worry about it. I got you. Action speaks louder than words. Right. And I'm at the point right now. It's not that I'm using this episode to rant and rave about it, but I do want to make it clear that I'm okay. We're not fucking with people. I'm completely okay. Why? Because I'm being able to elevate by not having a negative energy around me. I've been able to motivate and prosper and do things that I could never even imagine I could do because I didn't have a negative element around me wishing I couldn't get it done, praying it doesn't happen for me, or watching. So let me tell you one thing I noticed. I noticed that there's a lot of people, women in particular, that I call them one-uppers. And I know you all experienced one-uppers before. A person who feels like, hey, you know, I'm go I'm gonna go to, you know, the store and get this Fendi bag. Oh, I got the Fendi bag last night. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get these um, Nike shoes. Oh, I ordered them already. They're going to be here tomorrow. Like those type of people. I hate those type of people. Because to me, in my opinion, what the fuck is you one-upping me for? Your life is your life. My life is my life. Your needs don't don't meet my needs. You know what I'm saying? Like what you have supplied for your life doesn't meet my needs and vice versa. What I got going on in my life may not meet your needs. You know what I'm saying? So there's no reason for me to sit here and watch what you're doing, compare what I'm doing to you, Figure out how you getting it done. No, there's no need for me to do that because God has an agenda for me. And I've been on my road for years now and I'm blessed that has how far God has brought me. 
and how far he continues to bring me, right? But um, with the midst of all of that, the social circle kind of taught me and showed me that, you know, shit is real out here. Like, people really prefer 100% you being not you over you being yourself. Like, they're actually rewarding people for being fake. You know, I see it. I see it everywhere I go. I see it. Um, shit. Like, who doesn't see it? Like, not even me. Let me take me out of it. Y'all out there, I need y'all to respond to me. I need y'all to hit me up once I hear this episode. And y'all tell me, is clean going off the deep end or am I onto something here? But um, how many of y'all felt like you've been in competition that you didn't even sign up for? How many of you felt like, oh my God, how is this fake person at work winning? At you know, at you know, everyone has everyone fooled that they're a great person, but they're the most backstabbing person you know, period. You, you're pretty sure you got somebody like that at work. Or how do you have someone at, that's like in your church that you're like, how does she get to, um, you know, the pastor assigns her all the special duties, but um, she's corrupt on Saturday night in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like you we all see it in just different areas, different scenarios of life where um, people are like being – ratchet doing fucked up shit you know what i'm saying and being applauded for it and praised for it whereas people the cats of the world i would say because you know ironically even though her name was cat that's probably why they said she was catfishing but the cats of the world never get believed you know we never get fully understood or believed so yeah i thought that was really interesting this week and i feel like god is empowering me through through medium you know what I'm saying? And just do everything that I encounter lately. He is truly empowering me because I don't know what it is, but do you ever feel like you have the ability or have you ever had the ability to see right through things and know exactly what it is, right? I mean, I had a conversation recently with a person who is a basic liar. Like they lie a lot, you know what I'm saying? And you know, this with me, with my move, I move with intention these days. So I ask God, like with uh, all separate away, Hey God, you know, move me with intention. So if this person isn't for me, meaning like, you know, it's not a person I'm supposed to be affiliated with or a person I should be doing business with or whatever, you know, show me with intention that what I need to do, you know, with intent, show me if this person is misleading me or lying to me, show me that, you know? And, um, this particular person, which I know they're a fucking liar. Um, I just want to still give them benefit of the doubt to be like, Hey, let me hear what they got to say. If that makes any sense. And it was just complete bullshit lies. They couldn't even really even finish a sentence because they basically knew every word out their mouth was a lie. And when I saw that, I was like, are you stuttering? Like what's going on? You know, but it wasn't that they were stuttering. It was God was holding that tongue tight because you lie. And that's not what we're here for. We're not here to entertain it or receive anyone's bullshit and lies. So, um, and neither should y'all. Neither should y'all. Y'all shouldn't do that out there. So that kind of brings me into my other topic, you know. And I'm not going to keep y'all long today because like I told y'all, she can talk. Y'all know I can. But it is Cinco de Mayo today. So I'm trying to rock up some wings for cilantro lime wings for the day. I got to get some tequila for the night. You know, I got some things to do. Some margaritas is going to be popping. You know, I, I like to toss it up for the Clean Eat Wings page. Tonight it's going to be a party on the Clean Eat Wings page. So definitely come over there. I mean, not party. Like I'm not going live or nothing. But, you know, we're going to have some stuff up there. So I like to cook, and I'm looking forward to that today. But um, So I'm not going to keep you long. But I will say this. DJ Khaled dropped an album called Khaled Khaled on Friday, I believe, of this week here. Of this past week, 
amazing. And I will say this. I like DJ Khaled's work, but do I listen to a full DJ Khaled's album at all times every time they drop? No. I might definitely like a song or two off of it. I'm like, yo, that's dope, that's dope, and then leave it alone, you know? But um, in this particular album, I like the curation. Like, I've been telling Colossal all weekend. I really like the curation that DJ Khaled did on his album. Like, he put 21 Savage on a song with Justin Bieber. It's a, it's a definitely a pop song, but it's really good. To me, I'm surprised. I was pleasantly surprised because the most poppiest song, if that makes any sense, if that's even a word, is the song with Bryson Taylor on it. And I just knew that was a Justin Bieber song, you know. So even like how he has Bujabantan, you know, and the reggae songs up there, and then the her with Migos. You can't tell me that's not another reggae song. Come on, let's go crazy! Oh my God, love that song. But um, it was a great feel beginning to end listening to that whole collective, that whole project. But the standout breakout song for me, and I don't care what anybody say out there. If you disagree, we disagree. That don't mean I'm going to stop liking you or, or not be your friend because we disagree. But I really like Sorry Not Sorry with Jay-Z and Nas on it. And I'm going to tell you why I like the song. I like the song because I, I, I think that is the example, a classic, prof, a perfect example of grown folk hip-hop. Which is why I myself have been in the studio trying to um, ascertain some good music for you guys, some create some good music for you guys, because I feel like grown folks hip hop is definitely needed. You know what I'm saying? And when I say grown folks hip hop, like for example, in my twenties, in my teens, I felt like grown, you know, like there was no such thing as grown folk hip hop. We're living in our moment. We're living in our element. Right. So as a kid, you're not thinking about, you know, what you're going to be at 50, what you're going to do at 50, or what do you even want to be at 50? When I was 19, 20, 50 seemed so far away. It's like, who's going to even live that long? You know what I'm saying? Like back when you're 19 and 20, but you know, as you get closer to 50, you start looking around like, wait a minute, life is real, you know? And what am I going to do to secure the bag for my family? What am I going to do to like leave a legacy? you know what I'm saying, for my name, for my music. You know, you start thinking about things as you get older. Really, honestly, this happened to me when I started hitting 30. But, you know, you start looking at things, right? And then also, in present day, just as you get older, and honestly, for me, I can't speak for anyone else, but the pandemic has taught me a lot about compassion for myself, you know, because I had a lot of compassion towards everyone else. I would care about everyone else. I'd have empathy towards everyone else. Like I remember there was, um, just giving random stories. It was years ago. I was shit over. Oh my gosh. Years ago in the studio, there was this like girl that, um, you know, the guys was like marketing wise. She wasn't aesthetically pleasing on the eyes, but she could sing. And they would let this girl come to the studio every day and just sit there. Sometimes they wouldn't even talk to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, she'd just be sitting there. Sometimes she'll just, like, smoke weed with them and then leave. But she was really quiet. And I'm like, well, you know, so at first I thought maybe she was dating someone there. Like, is she messing with someone? Like, she just comes here, smokes a blunt, and then leave. Who is that? And it was like, oh, she's, you know, she's, she's trying to be a singer, but, you know, ain't nobody really messing with her. Like, look at her. She's, she's, not, she's not aesthetically pleasing. And that made me so mad. You know what I'm saying? Because in that, in that moment, you know, even though I didn't have to deal with those type of issues, you know, in that moment, I felt the pain for her. Like it was also me they were talking about. And I took action on that. And, and I, you know, 
won't go into those details or whatever, but took action on it to ensure that she can, you know, follow her dreams and pursue what she wanted to pursue in singing, you know? So I've always been like that. I've always been a person to fight for the underdog, fight for, you know, someone who I feel is being wronged, fight for someone who, you know, I feel is getting the shirt in his stick. But you know what? I never, I never ever realized and never fought for myself. I got the short end of the stick a hell of a lot of a time, which made me angry, but I never equated my anger to this. I also realized that a lot of people will treat you the way they think you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, I'm not a project girl, never grew up in a project a day in my life. I hate the projects because if you go to New York, I don't know who the fuck lives in the project, but the ship just, they just pissing the hallways. Like they don't got fucking bathrooms and shit. So I don't like the projects, never lived in the projects. I'm not dissing anyone who lives in the projects, who's from the projects. I'm not, but I'm not. This girl from the Bronx is not from the projects. Right. But, um, you know, when I was in Virginia, people, you would be like, Oh, you're from New York. Oh, you're from the projects, right? Like this assumed because I don't know if I have dreads, if I'm just a little bit, you know, they'll feel to realize that Bronx women look at Cardi B. Um, let's look at any woman hood celebrity. Like look at any woman from the Bronx. We tend to be a little extra more rough around the edges, loud. It's just in us. You know what I'm saying? It's just in us. Now I don't agree with the Charlemagne shit, but you know, Bronx or all of Florida is crazy people. It's crazy people everywhere, but we have a little je ne sais quoi to us that makes us come off crazy because we tend to be louder. We tend to be uh, irrational at times. It's just that Bronx shit. You know what I'm saying? I can't really explain it. It's in the fucking water, you know? But um, I think that people misconstrued where I was from with how I was raised, you know? And I think a lot of people misconstrued who I am with what they saw. You know what I'm saying? And that goes back to also saying, hey, look, you can't judge a book by its cover and you can't put a final situation on a person because they one way today tomorrow let me see what you're doing what you look like you know what i'm saying because some of them people that yesterday was amazing looking and living great yo i have a you know a friend is not i'm not proud of it that went into a severe depression to the point that she's no longer with us because she at a point in time was living a very very high point in life and then when it came crashing down, the reality of, hey, I might have to re- redirect my focus because my cheese has moved and let me move over here with it instead of doing that. It's like, I used to be doing this. I used to be world touring. I used to be, you know, on the road with Jay-Z. I used to be, you know, that's just how the person, every time I spoke to them, this is the conversation they would have. Instead of being like, hey, what can we do to create something new? I used to always say to them, like, let's create something new. You're powerful. I'm powerful. We got so much talent between us. Let's create something new and my friend would be like just reminiscing reminiscing about a time when when she was at a higher point in life than I was and you know it took her down it took her all the way down to the point that you know god bless my friend she's not here with us no more you know what i'm saying so um i'm happy i'm grateful that you know i don't have that those type of experiences or expectations or am i that i'm not that hard on myself you know what i'm saying i'm grateful for that but i also I'm grateful for the insight of knowing that some of these dumb motherfuckers don't know what the hell they talking about. And a lot of these dumb motherfuckers don't know what the hell they talking about when it comes to me or you. And I'm saying this to you audience, as I'm talking about me and give you my life examples or just things that triggered me watching the circle and listening to, you know, just sorry, not sorry. It made me say, you know what? I'm not sorry. Cause I'm living my dream. I'm living my life and I'm in a happier place. And if I, if I gave up, my fight 
to um let someone else win if i if i shrunken myself up to let someone else be bigger than me i wouldn't be where i'm at you know what i'm saying i wouldn't own the things i own i would travel the continents i travel to and meet the people i've met break bread with the people i've broken bread with and continue to do so if i didn't say you know what i gotta fight for me so all of you guys out there gotta fight for yourselves you know and it's a good feeling it is a good feeling when you come from a place of, you know, like having to eat ramen noodles every day or like in my case in Virginia, they had this place called Hardee's where they had like a $1.99 two piece special. I basically, I should have stock in Hardee's because in my starving, struggling days, I that's what if I have $5, I know I'm having at least two Hardee's throughout the week, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like starving on these days, you know, and to go from that to a place like I've probably ate in eating there so much in my struggle days that I can't even drive into a Hardy's park a lot right now, just to let you know. But, um, yeah, we go through stuff. We all do, but you have to fight for yourself to get to where you want to go to and don't be discouraged by whatever's trying to hinder you. Because I'm telling you a lot of times the things that's trying to hinder you just don't want them, just don't want you to prove that they can't do it. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else to it. So, um, I hope you guys take that away. And the reason why I'm going into all of that is to say, um, listening to that Sorry Not Sorry song by Jay-Z and Nas, it just put that feeling in me because that's how I felt. Sorry Not Sorry. Like, I'm not sorry for me living my dreams or me trying to better myself, me taking the necessary steps to be a better person for myself and for my family, not for your friendship, not for your to be around y'all. Like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. And like Jay-Z said, he said a line in there like, I'm happy with the person I become. I too am happy with the person I become, you know? And he was, you know, he talks about his family. He talks about like his success, his business success. He talks about how, um, basically that's all he's talking about is his fly ass riches, you know, palace probably in Malibu, um, his family, his wife and his kids and his investments. You know what I'm saying? And he's at a place right now where he can like circle the Japanese, circle ice of the Japanese whiskey on the mezzanine looking, overlooking the city of angels. Like he can do that now because he's worked hard and he's done everything he was supposed to do correctly. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. At this point, I don't feel like to say, it's safe to say that Jay-Z is not a facade. It's safe to say that um, Nas and Jay-Z are not gimmicks at this. Like this is what they do. You know what I'm saying? It's safe to say that. So to hear them, Speaking their truth, like, they don't have to rhyme about crack. They don't have to rhyme about the struggles of Queens and Brooklyn. They don't have to rhyme about being drug dealers because they're far removed from that. You know what I'm saying? That's a perfect example of two people that came from, you know, projects, the roughest part of New York, and they're far removed from that. You know what I'm saying? And you don't see anyone out here saying, Oh, Jay-Z, even though everyone knows Jay-Z's from Marcy Projects, there's a whole hip-hop tour that tours to projects where he lives just because he's from there. And you see people from Germany, Russia, Ukraine, in Marcy Projects on this tour. It's hilarious. But um, not saying that, you know, he's, you know, no one knows he's from Marcy Projects. But no one is putting him back in Marcy Projects. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, no one's like, oh, I remember Jay-Z used to be selling drugs and he used to be right here and... He need to come back and sell drugs right here so I could prove it to you. Or, you know, everyone's walking around with a picture of Jay-Z, you know, with cracking his hand on the corner, like, just to prove that that's what he did. Like, no one's doing that, you know what I'm saying? Because they respect what he's done and where he's where he's arrived to today. But also, I think it plays a lot with um, 
Jay-Z's demeanor. He's very impermeable, you know. So that's something that I strive for. It's a little hard because I do this show for you guys, so I do talk. But on my um, social media, other than speaking to me, because I know right now I have some subscribers and I have people that randomly tune in, so I see spikes in my listening audience. But I know I don't have, like, a steady stream as of yet, so follow, 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 follow. But, um, you know, so, yeah, I'm growing. So I know sometimes these episodes get overlooked. I'm okay with that. Maybe as I get bigger and do other things, they'll come back to these episodes. You'll be like, wow, you know, I didn't realize she talked about that or she talked about this early out, you know, so it's all good. But all that to say is, um, yeah, I try the same thing as t- I tend to be like that, like private, even with family right now, you know what I'm saying? A lot of family wants to know what you're doing and where you're at, where you live at, all type of shit. Why? Because um, they just want to see, you know, they want to gauge your success against theirs. Family, friends, it doesn't matter. They want to gauge your success against theirs. And what people fail to realize is everyone's role, everyone's destiny is different. So you can't look at mine and confirm yours, you know. And I think that's what I got from the song with Jay-Z and Nas because both of them are investors in billion-dollar companies um, or million-dollar companies at the very minimum, but, like, they went two different paths. Like like, like um, Nas said, he's a cryptocurrency scarface. He put his investments in Bitcoin. He put his investment in, you know, in stocks and, and in startup companies, whereas Jay-Z put his investment in real estate. He put his investment into sports, you know, sp- you know athletes and stuff like that amongst other things. So I, I think for them to say, Hey, we had beef at one point over nonsense where we was in our street, more street, more hood days. And we could come together as men now as grown successful men sitting here, chilling, smoking cigars, and we can exchange success stories about our life. We can exchange stories about our kids and our wives and our families. You know what I'm saying? So I love that. I just love to see that. And another thing is, you know, I love to see successful black men in suits and, you know, sitting there civilized, having, you know, conversation and smiling, you know, laughing, not gritting on each other, not hating on each other, not wishing someone is die, you know, dead or, you know, saying just like this um, authentic success. So that's something that I strive for in my life, you know, right now personally is um, first and foremost, congratulate me. And then don't feel, you know, and feel okay. Like, you don't have to feel uncomfortable with extending the congratulations to someone that's winning. You know what I'm saying? Because winners seek out winners. Losers go to the back of the line. So always remember that, guys. So, um... I think I'm going to leave y'all with that Sorry Not Sorry by Jay-Z. You already know I was going to leave y'all with that because I talked about it today. And that song has been on repeat in my house all weekend. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. And I'm going to um, head on out. Happy Cinco de Mayo. You already know that it's Cinco de Mayo today. Enjoy your tequilas. Enjoy your tacos and everything y'all doing in moderation. Drive safe if y'all going out there. Be safe if you're going out to party on Cinco de Mayo. If you're at home, you know, have fun, have a blast, do what you got to do. Um, and I'm out. But, but before I go, you know, I have to leave some things which are the, rec- the website, because I didn't say it earlier, doerecords.com. That's www.doerecords.com. If you want to check out the new video from Lemon, well, the new video is called Lemon, and that's with me, Soul Strike, um, Duce Tum. Produced by DJ Yas out of Paris, France. Y'all can go over to Doe Records and check that video out. 
you can go over to Gungly MC. I am doing freestyles. I got some freestyles coming up, some more freestyles that I'm gonna put up there for you guys. And the only reason why I'm doing this is um I think it's fun. I'm not even gonna lie. It's fun. Like someone tagged me in a challenge a couple of, you know, weeks ago and I killed the challenge, won the challenge. I thought that was dope. And I was like, you know what? This is a great way to engage my musical audience is, you know, do some freestyles and kind of wheel them in. So I'm having fun. And I think you guys are enjoying it. So thank you. Shout out to DJ, DJ Spaceship for playing Lemon Pepper Freestyle on the radio out here, 88.5 in Tampa Bay. Hey, you know, Waves of the Bay. So that was so dope. And and thank you for the love, DJ Spaceship. I appreciate that. Anyone out there that's liking it, sharing it, you know, I appreciate y'all. Y'all know my motto. If you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend. It don't hurt either way as far as I'm concerned, right? All right. And then also in these times, still be safe. I know a lot of you guys are getting vaccinated. So you're like, hey, full throttle back in these streets. Still be safe. Still be mindful of what you're doing. And there's so many different other things that you got to be cautioning about. So just don't feel like, oh, I got I'm vaccinated. So I'm good. Just be safe and think about the people around you. Think about yourselves. Um, love yourself. Because you know what I say? You can't love me if you don't love you. Right. And vice versa. I can't love y'all. If I don't love me first. So there you go. We got to love ourselves so we can spread this love. Give love, take love. But we got to make sure we make love. Well, ooh, that was interesting. Ah, I like it though. <laughs> so once again, y'all, Gongali, clean. She can talk. You know what I'm saying? The podcast here with y'all. Yeah, another week. I got some interviews coming up for y'all. So we'll be back on Zoom next week. I'm so excited about that. And, um... I'm going to do some things for you. I'm going to have some interactive things coming up soon. But I don't want to talk about that yet. We'll keep you posted on that. Love you all. Y'all have a great, great Wednesday, a great week. And I'll see y'all next week, all right? Until then, peace. Sorry, not sorry. Don't mind me, I'm living my dream, living my dream, yeah. Came from nothing, where thought that we would be, living the dream, living the dream, yeah. We the best music! Another one. Silicon Valley money mixed with Henny, that's a Fendi Half a century almost, slice the green like a lawnmower Till we all on, never fall off, hear a boss talk You don't hear me, that's your loss Winner in life, fuck a coin toss, I'm Coinbase Basically cryptocurrency, Scarface Join us, there's gotta be more of us I'm from the ghetto, what location? Two seconds from the devil I live heavenly in Cabo With a Mexican sombrero, drink heavily Health is wealth, look at wealth in me Wipe your nose, history, my type of clothes Miss me with the hate, help so many people get cake Whips and cream for the crew No other weed that think faster Time I spit this, I started some other business Came from the pitching Cane in the kitchen, dangerous missions Wasting your time if you want my forgiveness Sorry, not sorry Don't mind me, I'm living my dream Living my dream, yeah Came from nothing, where the thought that 
Baby, fuck y'all expect from me Technically America's disrespect for me You killed Christ, you created religion Unexpectedly Circular ice on Japanese whiskey On my mezzanine Overlooking the city of angels The angel invested in things Unprecedented run Everybody's getting bands We just dance to different drums I like who I become Intermittent fasting But these meals, I'm not missing none Sorry Not sorry, don't mind me. I'm living a dream, living a dream, yeah. Came nothing we ever thought that we would be living a dream. 